quarterback's first four years, he has every every record known to man, passing yards, touchdowns, passer rating, everything that you can think of in those four years. His defense is ass. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DCU Penn's Finest, and Critch Culture CB. Culture Boy, we have another great episode for you guys today. Of course, we're going to be doing NBA Weekly Part 4. We're into like the thick of the in-season tournament. Uh, Recording this on Tuesday, so it is an in-season tournament night. Um, And we'll probably talk a little bit about that later after, of course, Summits and Plummets. And we got the usual Week 11 recap. We're going to talk a lot about... um, of course, you know, Stroud, we're going to talk a lot about Herbert and, you know, the Chargers mishaps. Big Monday night game. Of course, we're going to talk about Danny Steelers, who just fired Matt Canada this morning. Uh, very <laughs> big news over there in Pittsburgh. Danny uh, praying. Mike Tomlin's done miracles on him. Uh, future uh, future AFC North champions. Uh, and we'll talk about we'll talk about the AFC North. We'll talk a lot about the AFC North. Um, and of course the usuals, hot locks, summit savings. Uh, but of course we got to start with summits plummets. Danny, you can get us kicked off. So I'm going to go double summit this week. Number one, Instagram created this new AI stickers. <laughs> We've been making the craziest things happen out of these sports. Uh, so have fun with it. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. And it doesn't have to be sports related. It could be. Um, as Anything. my girlfriend said, Thank an you. elephant elephant jumping on a hula hoop. Um, but <laughs> I just want to, I just want to see uh, Kelly Oubre and Jason Tatum uh, doing some weird shit. <laughs> Yo, nah, that's <laughs> come on now. The man is in the oh, hospital, yeah. or he wasn't. Oh, wow. You could really say you could do a sticker, Kelly Oubre getting hit by a car. That's wild. Yo, you are, bro. You have like. School shooter fantasies. Uh, what? Oh. Yeah, you you do, but um, but the double summit. Uh, it's Matt Canada getting fired off oblivion. I think Tomlin said, "Yo, you put up ten points against the Browns, dude. Like Pickett's horrible. He's atrocious right now. But come on, dude, ten points, ten. Yeah, ten ten points. I mean, th- that is the best defense in football. But like, man." Out of that, outside of that one big Jalen Warren play, like there was zero success on that offense. Nope. Um, yeah, but I I do like the idea of them moving a little bit towards uh, Warren and Najee, just you know running the rock, and hopefully they'll continue that once uh, whoever they pick up as their next play caller. But yeah, he's done miracles. Love a double summit. We always love a double summit. Uh, Chris, well. Um, my plummet is that I did not know about the AI stickers until just now. So I want to actually go see what that's about because I had no clue about it until y'all first showed me before we start recording. Wait, wait. So, that's what we were sending to you last night. Yep, yeah, I had no clue. I had no clue. I, I was like, damn, what are these? Like, what the fuck? So yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be seeing about that. I, some crazy stuff is coming. So that's a uh, plummet. <clears throat> uh, summit is that uh, the Lakers are five and one with Ken Rest as a starter and. 
I am not giving up on Cam Reddish. I told people I wasn't beforehand, and they was calling me crazy. Five more as a starter, averaging 12 points, a steal, and a block, and shooting over 50% from the field, 40% from three, three and D. Shout out Cam Reddish. That's my summit. Yeah, dude, you're fighting. You're, you fought the good fight. I'll give you that. Uh, and I'm still fighting. It's, I'm still fighting. But, 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 but what you, what we also need to acknowledge, he was also off to a very hot start, Star J Barrett. So, and I was trying to leave it out on purpose. He's actually been playing really good, and, and it's, it's, it's <laughs> pissing me off because I can't hate. But he, but he actually looks like what people thought he was going to be would, at Duke. One would say he's looking like the best out of those three Duke boys. Second best. I, Zion still him. Still. <laughs> yeah. He's fat, but he's still him. <laughs> he's he fat. That's crazy. He fat. He got a 50-inch vert. That's unreal, man. Crazy. Okay, so uh, my summit um, – I mean, all my agendas flourished this week. Let's put it that way in the NFL. Uh, Eagles beat another good Super Bowl contending team on the road. Not a beautiful game from the offense, at least in the first half. But second off, down by 10, you come back. Defense holds it down. You get two big turnovers and a, a turnover on downs. Um, so, yeah, great game from the Eagles. We'll talk a little bit more of that later. Uh, Plummet, I'm afraid that the Celtics just traded for – uh, a higher IQ Marcus Smart, but at the end of the day, he's still Marcus Smart. <laughs> I'd rather just have Marcus Smart if he's going to be dumb anyway. So, like, Drew Holiday. Uh, last two games made some pretty pretty bonehead errors. Jalen Brown has been finding a very, very serious inconsistency issue. Um, now I don't like it because he's usually supposed to be the consistent one. But um, – I'll say Tatum. A, a lot of people are clowning Tatum on, on Twitter. It's like, oh, it's only a, a Monday Monday night on League Pass in, in Charlotte. But he quite literally backed up what he said, though. He said in the video, he said, oh, just because it's a Monday Monday night game on League Pass against Charlotte, uh, I'm going to chill. Well, he quite literally didn't chill. He quite literally dropped 45. He quite literally had his best game of the season. Yes, he, he missed a free throw in the end. That's pretty brutal. He also had a missed layup at the end of near the end of regulation that could have helped put the game away. Uh, but I also put a little bit of blame on him. Yes, he is to go get the ball as the best player. But why are we even running sets where he starts at the corner is beyond me. Uh, he should be bringing the ball up. I'm going to be quite frank with you. He should be bringing the ball up every single possession. Uh, if Drew's bringing it up, fine. He's an actual point guard. Derek White's bringing it up, fine. He's an actual point guard. Jalen Brown, he should not be bringing the ball up. With all due respect, man, he could dribble the ball. Can he? No left hand. You haven't been watching this year. You just sold yourself out. He actually, he's actually been pretty good with his left. Like zero BS aside, he's actually uh, been pretty solid with the left hand. But overall dribbling, overall dribbling could still be a little questionable. I'll agree on that. To be fair, in the game that we went to, he didn't play. Fairs, 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 and then he. He really didn't he, didn't. he didn't play that well. Actually, he had a stinker against the Sixers the first time. Yeah, and he did that so, again last night against the Charlotte Hornets. So, so here, while we're on the topic, we might as well start with um, NBA Weekly. Um, what do we? Let's say, what do we? What do we want to talk about? What do we want? To, do we want to talk about how? Here, I'll ask. I'll ask Chris. Chris, how have you liked the in-season tournament so far? I was just about to say we should talk about that. That was my that was my thought. This tournament actually is lit. I, I love it. I think it's actually fire. And the reason I think it's fire is because you can tell people taking it serious. Like, not just from what 
the interviews have said about them helping teammates get paid and stuff like that. Like, people want to win, and I, and I like that part because no, a lot of people don't want to admit it, but the NBA gets boring. Like the, the like like you got the start of the NBA where everybody's hype, and then like from like game twenty, I mean game ten to like forty, it's like a lull in between. I think this can help that because Loki, I had to read up on the NCAA tournament. Bless you, I had to read up on the NCAA tournament just to make sure I had it all together. And I think it's cool about, you know, going to Vegas. We all knew that. But, like, that's like a – it reminds me of AAU to an extent. And I think it will bring the players back to that element and have them, like, you know, kind of playing up up to their best ability. So, I think it's lit. I like the courts. Some of them are a little too bright. But I like, I like them trying something different. I just like I, said, I always appreciate not um, staying stagnant. And this is, like, a, a point of that. I think this and the next thing is making – letting the players wear their own jerseys in the All-Star game instead of wearing an All-Star jersey. Then, then the NBA be 100% my – Hundred percent there, but I like the in season tournament. I think it's cool. Yeah, but I, I would I would agree. The Sixers have an in season tournament game tonight. They're home. I believe their court is like a blue and red. It's very bright, but I no, that's yeah. one of that's one of the few red courts that I'm a fan of because a lot of the other ones are doing like red on the Bulls red, one is bad. The Bulls one is yeah, bad. The, the, that's yeah. the main one I'm referring to. That one's yeah. bad. Wait, the Cavs, uh, you know, Cavs is pretty bad too. Yeah, and, and the Pacers. Cavs Pacers you know, and Bulls, you know Cavs are worse. Y'all know who got the best court though? The Spurs. Oh, right. I was gonna say the Raptors. The Raptors, oh, Raptors they got the gray with the black in the middle. It is yeah. I, I don't love the Raptors so jerseys, good. but I like their. Oh court, no, no no no! I don't I like, like their, their jerseys. Court, yeah. I, if their jerseys were gray, like going with the court, I'd like it. But Drake Drake got his ties in there with the OVO stuff. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would agree. Main point: the King Spurs game. It's a blowout. But point differential matters. So the Kings are still trying to put points on the board. They still got the starters out there. The Spurs are like. Yeah, point differential matters. Like we can't keep falling behind. So they're playing to the end. And I absolutely love that. Instead of just dribbling it out and fouling and all this other stuff, they're playing to the end. And 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 I absolutely love it, man. I, I, like I agree. I think uh, I think the one thing it yeah. stops too, just on top of that. The one thing it stops is like you said, subbing people out with four minutes left. They're up 16. That's my that's like my biggest gripe with NBA. Like if if it wasn't a season tournament, game 12, if it's a 14-point game. You know what's happening. Somebody makes a three, timeout, four minutes left, to empty the bench. And I think, like you said, this helps that because point differential and just, like I said, people want to win. So I think that that helps the most. That, that's my least favorite part about the NBA, honestly. All right, yeah, everyone, favorite court. We go right across. Well, I, I just said my mind, mine's the Raptors. I really like the Raptors one. That's funny enough, a- but funny enough, I like the Spurs one. Spurs one's kind of lit to me. I like the jerseys. I think that's what I like the most. I'm not gonna lie. I like the purple. Uh, I'm. Like, I like the Utah Jazz and then the the Suns. That that, that purple on the court looks pretty fire. Yeah, the Suns. I like, the, I, I like the two. The, yeah. and also I, I I do like the Spurs as well. I think it's just that is so far and away from what we know as Spurs colors. I think that's why I but like I, it. <laughs> but why I also I like their jerseys and I like that it represents a new era. Because uh, when Timmy, when Tim Duncan came in, they were good right away. Like they were already really good, kind of because they had David. Ro- yeah, they, David were hella, they were good. Hella, hella now, good. Wemby's coming in, there isn't someone already there. Like there's pieces mm-hmm. for them to be great when they get older, kind of like OKC. But I mean, right now, this is the worst team in basketball. But yeah. And then, yeah, like Danny said, uh, I like the Suns. I like the Jazz. Um, again, Yo, I, I already said I, I like the Suns. What's up but. with the Clippers, man? The. How, like how they've been playing recently? No, no, their court. Oh, oh their court. Uh, it's not. It's not. That's not. Cli- um, yeah, I don't love their court. Their jerseys are kind of cool. But the court is trash. 
their jerseys look like the old Wizards ones. I, I feel like I'm. I hope I'm not the oh, only one who sees that. The uh, DC, uh, of... DC District one. Yeah, or the uh, the blue from the from the um like Gilbert Arenas era. Yeah, it's blue. yeah, it's like a navy blue, and even the lettering kind of looks like it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the court now. Not the worst. There are there are there are more like there are courts that are worse than that. But um, oh my god, I just found this. This is a concept one. I don't know if y'all can see it. It's a little too bright. But let's see if I can turn it down. But it's like a their old like baby blue ish stuff. Yeah, that is kind of that fire. one looks pretty good. I hope they go with something like that next year. Like maybe not do something so designated across the whole court. Like keep the trophy thing around mm. the um like the, the, the free throw line the lane yeah. area, mm. and then I don't know, like the Mavericks, they have like the skyline court. Do something like that. That would be really I, nice, especially for I cities think, like Chicago, Philly, New York. Like that would that would be tough. All right, so I think. The winner of the in-season tournament should get an auto bid to the playoffs. And let's say you finish in the lottery, you still pick your keep your lottery pick. I'm so I, I get what you're saying. Like that that would make it like really, really high stakes. I'm not cool if the if the Pistons won the in-season tournament, I'm not cool with that. Why? Me personally, because they're gonna lose 60 games. Just because they got hot for a stretch between November and early December, I don't think they deserve to make the playoffs. Because teams could just coast after that. Like, let's say the Clippers won it. They will get exactly what they want. Literally just sit Kawhi and Paul George until it's time. That's actually what Paul and, George said on this podcast, too. It's exactly what he said. Same thing. Same thing yes. Too. So I, I, I do get your general I, – like, I don't think it's a horrible idea. Because, first of all, I don't think the Pistons would win it. Like, what are the chances of them – Going undefeated in in round robin, and then going to Vegas and beating probably they'll have to beat three other elite teams. Probably wouldn't happen, so I don't think it's a, like a horrible idea. But for older teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers, or teams with a lot of stars that like you want to keep them healthy towards playoffs, it could hurt a little bit in the direction that the NBA is trying to go and making the regular season a little more impactful. But are I mean, playing, are they playing? The Adam Silver's been ballsy, so. Yeah, uh, they play in the sphere, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think they do. I think that's really cool. And the, uh, like you said about the AAU thing, you know what would be really cool? Designate like 15 to 20 spots, like right behind the benches. Like is literally like, cool oh, player. your team's on next. And you're watching yeah. the team before you. Give it or, or make them sit on the baseline. Give it like real AAU vibes. I know. That's, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, that's going to be fire. Yeah, I, I've been to... It wasn't for basketball AAU. It was for seven on seven. Uh, every PA, every PA person will know Spooky Nook, elite sports complex. It's huge. It, it everything's going on in there. We were there while a AAU tournament was going on there, dude. It was awesome. But uh, what was another point we wanted to talk about in the NBA? I, I know it's there was one I want to bring up. It's one I want to bring up. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> Zach Levine trades. Bull, Bulls trades as a general, but Zach Levine trades. And it's one I've seen that would send him to Sacramento. And that was one I mentioned on here. I was hyped to say it. Because yeah, last week. I think that's a place where the Kings made the playoffs last year. And it was shocking. But people kind of expect the Kings to, you know, start making the playoffs because they're a young team. And even with them having Sabonis and Fox, I'm not seeing them as being a big free agent destination. So this would be a chance to get a star free agent where he doesn't have to come in and be the guy. He can come in and be the second scorer, but really like the third on the totem pole type of person, you know, with Sabonis being there and Fox being the guy. I think that's what they need because 
you can only have so many shooters. You have to have some people who can actually do something with the ball after you give it to them, especially with Sabonis not being a, a huge back to the basket. I'm going to just back you down and, and beat or Jokic score you. You know what I'm saying? So having Levine will help them and with how they play already, they play up and down that fits Levine's game and Levine signed there before the offer sheet was matched. So it's supposed to have been happened a while ago. So I think it just works. And then I think that could start the domino effect of the Bulls blowing up and they can get back. I'm not sure if they get back from them. Maybe you get a salary filler. Maybe you get young players. I'm not sure exactly what the Bulls will want, depending on how they want to do the rebuild. But I think that's a, a perfect landing spot for them. Yeah, I would say because Sacramento's not going to be playing any defense anyway. Look, if your if your goal is to just outscore everybody, get one of the best pure scorers in the game. Here's one from uh, this is just a report. The the Charlotte Hornets have strong interest in Zach Levine per Amico Hoops senior NBA writer for the Hoops Wire. So. Here's wait, wait. The thing. If I if I'm not mistaken, did I say that? What? Did you say Hornets last week? I don't even remember. I did say Hornets last week. Hmm. Well, I'll give you and kudos. I'll give you kudos on that one. Um, and you guys, you guys were like, I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah, because I, I, I don't think it's a a terrible idea. But here's the thing: one. Charlotte can't afford to really give up that much draft capital, I think, from where they're at right now. And But I also don't think they'll have to, maybe. Funny um, enough, the Spurs own the – the Spurs have the Hornets lottery protected first-round pick this year, too. Unfortunately. So, yeah, I'll say it's not much – like, you could really give up much either. But what a lot of people were saying, like, if you can trade Gordon Hayward, like, if you can get off his contract, you kind of just got to do it no matter what it takes. And it's not like G is a bad player. Gordon Hayward's still a really good basketball player. Future I just Celtic. don't know how. I just, I wish, man, on a lower deal, I take G back. Oh, it's, but, it's about to happen, Tom, because he's on the last year of that deal. So when he gets traded, if he gets traded to the Bulls, he's just going to buy him out. out. He'll be a free agent, yeah. So Dude, his, his last year in Boston, I pro- bro, he had a stretch where he was averaging like 25 and he broke his wrist. Comes back, starts getting it going, got it going during the playoffs. And then like game four against the Sixers, tweaked his ankle was out all the way into like game four or five of the heat series. Like, dude, we would have, they would have swept Toronto if he was playing and they probably would have beat the heat that year. But I, I mean, the heat or the heat. So I'm not going to, you know, speculate too much, but yeah, kudos to Danny for, for calling that. Cause it's not like a horrible, you know, trade idea. And it's like, what are the Hornets, man? Like, are they bad? Are they good? They can clearly hang with any team with their offense. Um, they just need to get more talent. That is the thing. And I, that's why I think Levine, like Danny said, Danny being spot on per usual, that I think it just works. Like, they need more talent. There's no – same thing with the Kings. There's no free agents going to sign with with the Hornets right now, no matter how good they look. There's no free agents going to go there. They're going to have to overplay for a restricted free agent. If you're going to do that, get a guy who's proven already. And then just think about how it works. Like like Danny said, you got Melo, Levine, Brandon Miller, RTB, Bridges, and you got Mark Williams. That, I mean, that's Miller's, a start Miller's with talent. Miller. So it's, it's, it's a start with talent. And you got a, something special in Brandon Miller. So I, I, yeah. I think he's going to be special. So Yeah, Yo, I'm back. yeah and Dan, Danny's, Danny's favorite very... prospect coming out the draft was Brandon Miller. Indeed. You're right again. I was wrong. I was wrong. Thank you, Danny. You was right. Was wrong. Paul George Danny. variant. It's true. He's very Miles true. Morales. <laughs> it's going to sound really crazy. I was doing a 2K rebuild and I was with the Hornets. And it's going to sound really uh, casual to me. I was like, who's this Mark Williams guy? He sounds like an AI-generated player. No, nah, Mark Williams is tough. But he was a Yo. beast at Duke. I was so hyped for him. I was so hyped for him to go to the NBA, but he didn't have a great 
great first year, but he was so good at Duke. He, he balled this year. He just got, he just yeah. had a 2020 on Porzingis' dome top. So but he's Mitchell Robinson two exactly. at worst. At worst. Mitchell Robinson. I mean, look, if he can great. look, if he can if he can defend and catch lobs from Melo, you got to play in Charlotte. So Perfect. He, he can be either Clint Capella, or Mitchell Robinson, easy at worst. Y- y'all see the uh the story that Mitchell Robinson is a 19 dogs. For real? Have you ever seen Mitchell Robinson in the offseason playing open gym? He's like Michael Michael Jordan. He has handles. He can shoot threes, everything. You'd be surprised. Bro, bro turns into Kevin Durant in the open runs. So I have one more point. I actually wanted to ask about the Hornets before we get into some football. Uh, sorry, drop my pen. Okay. I, LaMelo, LaMelo's on a tear, to say the least. He's on an absolute tear. Is LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards a conversation again? Not yet, not yet. It's don't think only so. because of, and Lamelo, Lamelo's my like after LeBron, Lamelo's my favorite player. Like going forward, like I, I already said it years ago, he's just got to be more consistent. Because Lamelo's gonna have this stretch, and then the next ten games, you gotta see how he plays. Because even though with the turnovers and shot selection, whatever, that's gonna be what's gonna be. But he's gonna like he's had times where he's just been bad for long stretches, and they get on that eight game losing streak, win two, lose six. That's how the Hornets are bad. I think Anthony Edwards is the opposite of that. Like even if he's not playing great, he's affecting the game in so many ways. So I think Lamelo has a little work to be able to do that. Because I mean, I think Lamelo has less talent than, than Ant, one hundred percent. But I think the way Ant affects the game, even when he's not scoring, is just a little on a different level than what Melo is right now, consistent at a consistent level. Yeah, I could tell you Anthony Edwards. I'll give you like his last five or so games, and this nice isn't this isn't like the end all be all. I'm just telling you what they've been doing lately. So Anthony Edwards in his last five games, we got 23, 10 and 5, 23, 3 and 4, 13, 4 and 4, 24 and 4, and then 33, 6 and 7. That's going from latest to um, you know, about last week. And then for as for Mello who started off the season slow, opposite of Edwards, who started off the season hot. Melo's last, what did I do, last five games? Here's LaMelo Ball's last five games. 36-9-8, 36-9 with eight threes, 37-5-5, and 28-6-11, 32-7-6. So, um, like you said, like Melo, he needs to obviously be a little bit more consistent going forward. Uh Hey, same thing can be said for Anthony Edwards. You know, he's finding his footing as the true number one option on the Wolves, I would say, still. Um, you know, there, there's been a couple good cat Carl uh, Anthony Town games to help him, you know, through. Not that those are bad. The 13-point game is a bad game. But those other games are like, they're just okay games. But if you want to be a top 10 player in this league, you want to be the top shooting guard in this league, that's not acceptable. But, I mean, in terms of this mellow versus Ant-Man debate, uh I personally think Melo has made his way back into the conversation. Danny, you have any 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 word on that? Any bid on that? No, nah, not really. Honestly, I don't have anything. I think you took all the words out of my mouth on this topic. <laughs> yeah, that, last time I checked, I think Danny's a fan of both. So he's the, I think the one thing for I used Mello. to fight the I used to fight the good Melo fight, but Edwards yeah. Edwards shut me up for a little bit. But trust me, we'll be I back. think the one thing for Melo though, people thought like I think Anthony Edwards has been a better player, but I don't th- I don't want to get people confused. Like the talent has always been close. Like I think that's what people were messing up. Like Lamelo wasn't as talented almost. Like Ant was playing better, but Lamelo, I think the talent was always close. I feel like it, people shouldn't forget that though. Too. I say my last note on him it, it, on this on these two is Edwards very willing and good defender. 
LaMelo, again, has the traits to be the better defender. It's just a matter of, is he going to buy in? I feel like every time he plays the Celtics, I don't know why, I feel like he does buy in. He guards Tatum, like, I feel like a fair share amount. I could be wrong. Stats might prove that wrong. But uh, any last words on Ant-Man versus Melo from you guys? No, I think no, I think it's I close. Yeah, I mean, the debate is back. But nonetheless, we're going to get into the NBA. Or NBA. Woo, we're going to get into the NFL. We we're just doing the NBA. Um, We could talk about Dan- – Danny, I mean, we could talk about Matt Canada's firing. What is that – mean for the Steelers going forward. Um, tr- I'll, I'll let you handle this, but try to take I'm, – I'm asking you because you know the most about the Steelers, but yeah, what's gonna? What's the future for the Steelers right now, at least for the rest of the season? Yeah, no, nothing's changed. Uh, we still have Kenny Pickett quarterback. That's, that's a main <laughs> oh, problem. Uh, so I, I like Kenny Pickett. Um, I like him as a dude. He has been awful um, the last few weeks. Um, he's made – like I, I get it, the Browns are one of the best defenses, and you're flustered. But he's missed a lot of open reads. I, he just bails the pocket early. He's like Jalen Hurts with no legs. Because Hurts early in his career used to bail the pocket early, but then he used to make something happen. Pickett does that, and then just does nothing. Yeah, I I could definitely see where you're coming from on that one. Like when he bails the pocket, it's zero zero plan. Like look upfield, see what I got, or I'm just going to take off and run. Here's the thing with Hurts. Hurts will bail the pocket. Even if he had no intention of throwing the ball, at least he had a plan. Like, at least he decided, I'm just going to take off. Like, it gives me a head of steam going downhill. I squat 600 pounds. I'm going to make something happen bare minimum if my arm does not have enough zip yet to do it. Kenny's kind of the same thing. He doesn't have Jalen's, you know, mobile ability. I'd agree. Yeah, I've, I've said for weeks, like, Canada's a bad play caller. No doubt about it. I'm not questioning that. But the if the players on the field cannot execute the plays, you have to look beyond just the coordinator, and I believe it does start with the quarterback. Um, I think they found some pretty good success running the ball, so whoever they fill him in with on play calling, just keep going toward it. Maybe even shift a little bit more towards Jalen Warren. Uh, still sprinkling Najee, of course. I like his uh, power back ability, but um, yeah. One thing about the Steelers that people don't get, I think a lot of people think George Pickens is someone who he's not. Um, he is a good Mike Williams variant. He can, he's a good jump ball mm-hmm. receiver. He doesn't make much happen after the catch that often. Sometimes he can. Like, I'm not saying he can't do anything after the catch, but some he's not Stephon Diggs after the catch. He's not nope. Justin Jefferson. He's not going to make – Two guys, Deontay Johnson is, is much better after the catch than George Pickens. And yeah, that's that's the to, yeah, that's the guy you want in open space. And I think people think George Pickens should be getting the ball like 10, 12 tar- times a game, which is, is not the truth. That's not sustainable, man. You can't give him 10 to 12 con- like contested catches. Uh, no, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he, he does he, every time he gets the ball, like underneath he tries hurdling somebody which i've never seen anyone ever do yeah but he's he's ridiculous but yeah i believe yeah hopefully a new coordinator can get deontay in space i agree absolutely they're, they're kind of they're quite literally kind of like keenan allen and mike williams except they're just both better but uh you know take a page out of their book like make it 
I want to say simple, but like at least use your guys right, you know, like put Pickens downfield, you know, get Deontay out, like, you know, around the sticks type of routes, things like that. Get Jalen Warren running options out the backfield. Just just make something happen. Try to make the offense a little more dynamic, I would say. Um, wait, wait, Eddie Faulkner will take over offensive coordinator duties, but uh, Mike Sullivan will take the bulk of play calling responsibilities. Hmm, that's very interesting. We'll see how that plays out for those two. Um, we can shift gears to the other two AFC North team. Well, credit. We'll we can get back to the Browns in a second, uh, just for a little bit. But um, I don't think there's much to discuss among the Bengals. Burrow's hurt. Their season is over. For the Ravens, though, even though they didn't have much to stop because Burrow was out, offense still rolled. Chris, um. What what did you see from the Ravens this week? What did you like? I know it's it's been you know almost a week since then, but you know the wins stick. You enjoy I've the wins. I've seen sadness. I've seen sad times. I've never been sadder to see somebody get hurt. When I seen Mark Andrews get hurt and he did his fingers like this, I wanted to start crying. I wanted to start crying because I knew it was something bad. But good news is he may not be out for the season, so I wanted to get that out the way. I hope Mark Andrews is back. Prayers up for my boy. But what I saw from the offense was consistency. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to see a team that can move the ball against a good defense, bad defense, doesn't matter. Just be consistent and moving it in different ways, not just pounding the rock. Share it around a little bit. That's what I wanted to see. And I want to see our defense be consistent, not be consistent, continue to play how they play. That's what they did. Takeaways, they're gonna they're gonna hold you to not that many points. Like I, I love his defense. This is my favorite defense since the Ray Lewis Terrell Suggs time. If you know, you know, back then. That's this is my favorite defense the Ravens have had. I just I wish we had more help on the corners, but with the way our front seven plays and Roquan and how Pat Queen is doing, we are, we're okay at corner for now. You know, so I was happy to see that. Um, it was messed up to see Joe Burrow be hurt and not be able to really compete so I could really see our defense against a high power, you know, Bengals offense without Jake Browning. But um, for, for, for who they were up against, and that's who you got to beat. And like everybody says in NFL, any week, any any team could lose. I like how they, they handled business and didn't didn't have a letdown because Burrow got out. Like I could easily see them like, all right, you know, taking the foot off the gas a little bit because he wasn't playing, but they didn't do that. So I was happy to see my team roll, man. They they look good. They look they look like they're focused, and that's that's what I'm most happy about. And seeing Odell have a couple good weeks in a row, I can't be happier. I would say the same thing. The same thing happened in LA for Odell. You know, like first or second week, he caught, he didn't have a big game, but you know, he caught two passes, caught a touchdown. Next game, he had like a serious like Odell game, and I think he's starting to find his footing in Baltimore. Um, I think obviously, you know, him, Zay Flowers, uh, Nelly, they're gonna have to have, you know, bigger roles now. You you don't have Mark Andrews, which is huge because he's the by far best receiving threat that Lamar has. Uh, but I also think this is a good time to get Mitchell more involved because uh, he's that guy. And he's very good. And he I think you have a be- you have a bevy of run. You got him. You got Gus Edwards. You have your quarterback, who is actually the best runner between all three of them. Yep. Um, except that runner can throw sixty yards downfield. So, you know, the offense can get very dynamic. I think I John Harbaugh and the crew they should they try having fun because you know yep. Mark Andrews is out. Experiment with all these weapons. And I, 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 I thought they played really good. I want to see them get likely involved because what uh, I think what. Uh, 
was it Troy Aikman? Whoever was was doing the podcast, I mean not podcast, the broadcast. They said that life is like great at catching, which life is great at catching. He's not as good a blocker as Mark Andrews, but he can catch really well. So I'd even like to see them open up the offense a little more with him. You know, playing more in the not necessarily as a receiver, but not kind of in that in that mode um, with with Mark. Yeah, Andrews. he 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 yeah, ain't scam likely. He's scam for sure. Exactly. Come on now. He ain't he ain't anytime touchdown likely. He anytime touchdown for sure next week. Let's bet it. Um, I sent a quick note in the chat. Um, Mike Sullivan, the Steelers' new offensive offensive play caller. He went to college at Army, so okay. that means Najee and Warren are running that triple option, probably. Confirmed. You're all. I I did not think your offense could get more boring. It's over. Um, hey, we'll okay. probably get better. We're probably getting better with that happening. Okay, so before we talk about uh, Eagles Chiefs, which was like a potential, like the most likely Super Bowl preview. We've had it the season so far. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the Chargers. Let's talk about Justin Herbert. He's kind of like the main vocal point, uh, at least for me, on this episode. I have never seen. I, I have seen this before. Let me not lie. But what Justin Herbert is going through in Los Angeles is unreal. Like, wait, he, he went to I, the same thing in Oregon. <laughs> here's the thing: at Oregon, the only reason he couldn't like be himself, they just didn't let him throw the ball downfield. But of course, there was a a lot of talent. It's Oregon. But here, here's what they do. I'm not trying to say the man doesn't have weapons when they are healthy. Because when they are healthy, Justin quarterback, in, or Justin quarterback, when they are Justin healthy, Justin, when they're healthy, Justin Herbert is the second best quarterback in the league. That is absolutely how I feel about him. I like his traits. He's 6'5", rocking arm, very accurate, can run when need be. Did a really good job running this past week. He, he was doing it all for the Chargers. And the fact that they put up 20 points is not a reflection on him. You have two red zone drops by Keenan Allen. You have Quentin Johnson, who has not done a damn thing all season, is abs- an absolute liability on the field. When you are, in, you are trying to be the X receiver with Mike Williams out, you're trying to make him the X receiver. He's not aggressive at the catch point. He can't. He doesn't win his routes at the line of scrimmage, and he doesn't win them downfield. He's essentially not a good starting wide receiver, to put it blatantly. And this is nothing new. The Chargers, while you did get, you got Mike Williams, you got Keenan Allen. These dudes have a tough time staying on the field, and making those your primary weapons, and then paying your quarterback all this money so that when they get hurt, now you can't, you don't really have anything to fall back on. Now you're expecting your quarterback to make something out of Quentin Johnston is not going to happen. Brandon Staley, here's here's what I'll give Quentin Johnston credit for. He took accountability for his drop. It's that simple. And Brandon Staley needs to learn that. He's, what he's trying to prop up is that his defense, we've had good games. We held them to 23 points. Jordan Love threw for 300 yards. You have zero shame. None at all. You just let Jordan Love throw 300 yards. I'm a Jordan Love believer. I think he's going to start picking it up. You're so unserious, man. He's such a bad head coach, and he takes zero responsibility. And I cannot wait for him to be gone. Justin Herbert has put up an unbelievable. He's he is every like in a in a quarterback's first four years, he has every every record known to man, passing yards, touchdowns, passer rating, everything that you can think of. In those four years, his defense is ass. It is horrible. And I can't wait for either Bill Belichick to show up or for Justin Herbert to leave because this is so bogus. He's going to be caught up in the – 
he's going to be called the next Philip Rivers, and it's going to be considered a bad thing because they both never won a Super Bowl. But this is a this quarterback can win a Super Bowl. I promise you. Even with the even with the offense he has currently constructed, they're just old and they're not healthy, and it's not going to work for him because he's like twenty five. He can't deal with this forever. And of course, in the first round, you're supposed to draft a receiver. You got Jordan Addison on the board. You have Zay Flowers on the board. And you took Quinton Johnston because you felt like you needed an outside receiver. They focus way too much on fit and not actually a good player. Uh, to end this, and sorry, and to end this rant, Austin Eckler is who exactly he is exactly who I said he is. He is not a top 10 running back. He is a horrible running back. And he's done. He's he's done. He's, he's washed. slow. He the he, trailer, he's slow. Man. He's slow. And he literally is in the NFL off fantasy value. Chargers suck. Herbert's good. Agenda's thriving. Whew. Thank you. Hey, Jacob, I feel for you, man. You're out there somewhere. Uh, prayers, he's one, prayers. He, he's one of the Chargers fans ever. Uh, I don't know he's he's of one of the about 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> in the history. Yeah. There's, there's, it's there's it's him, that Asian people. lady, and eight people across the world. That Asian lady is uh, also a Vikings fan, so she might not count. Uh, I think they said that was for like a peewee football thing, but hey, whatever. I don't know. She could be an industry plant. I have no clue. <laughs> she could be plant. Austin Reeves. Uh, I don't know. She's Jack Harlow of football fans. I DK. <laughs> she's Austin Reeves, yeah. I'm afraid. He's a real no. industry plant. I think you just took that segment and ran with it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I think you legitimately just wrapped up week 11 for us because you put everything <laughs> in the word about Justin Herbert and the, their Ooh. Charger struggles. At some point, I think they're going to try to do the right thing and just let Staley go at the end of the year at this point. Let him go now. Let him no, go no, no. now because they'll get interim powers going against the Ravens, and that's very important. When you get an interim head coach, you don't lose. That's fine with me. <laughs> not fine for Chris, but not, not at all. Not fine if, for me at if all. the Ravens could beat a team in their first week starting interim coach, Ravens winning the Super Bowl. They're just that different. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you, you forgot the Ravens have to beat the Steelers in week 18. Oh my god. Tomlin, Tomlin Black Magic, picket breakout game. George Pickens, Dude. two touchdowns. TJ Watt breaks the sack record. Oh my god. Un, un, under the lights, P- Pickett is always insane i don't i don't know what it is the daylight like, is too bright for him he, he's like the opposite of kirk cousins <laughs> speaking kirk of that uh if the bears do draft uh i would like to let like this make this known if the bears draft a quarterback or the vikings decide to keep josh dobbs as a steelers fan i'd be happy to have kirk cousins or justin fields Kirk would eat with Pickens and and Deontay. Yeah, Kirk no would doubt. kill. Kirk would be over there wilding. Kirk Kirk would kill, and just like they say, crack kills. Um, but also, oh. <laughs> Justin Justin Fields would, would eat. Elite. Him and Najee Harris back there run the option. I need it. Come on now, Justin to my but uh, all right. Real quick to wrap up week eleven, we'll talk about the Eagles Chiefs game. Danny, what did you see out of Eagles Chiefs? What did you think of that very messy game? What I saw was the first team that somehow shut down A.J. Brown. That's true. And it gave, it very it gave, true. The, Eagles, gave the Eagles fits in the first half. Credit my guy, Legereus Sneed. Yes, sir. Now, I think it was McDuffie trailing him a lot more. Um, I th- No, I think Sneed was – it was, was mostly 50. a combination of both. I think Sneed got most of the matchups, though, due to, like, 
the physic like the, the the size, the physicality aspect. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whoever was guarding Devontae Smith, wrap it up, man. You can't yeah. guard that man. Come on. But yeah, sorry, continue. Nonetheless, I think the Eagles Chiefs game was a preview of this year's Super Bowl potentially. I still stick with my Eagles Eagles versus Jaguar Super Bowl because I think the Jags, when they're hot, can beat any team in the league. I believe so. Yeah. And but and this week their offense looked really good. Uh Calvin Ridley had what two touchdowns? Two uh, touchdowns. Makes up for the, up for the two times I bet on him to score and didn't happen. But yeah, yeah, Trevor Lawrence had two rushing touchdowns. Uh he looked very good. And I mean they're yeah, playing the, the Titans, but it's a division rival. You got on smoked a division rival. That means a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, we're talking about the we're talking about the Eagles Chiefs. Uh Devonna Smith, he made a joke. He's like, I'm one yard short of hundred yards again. Uh you can't he can't get over the mark. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah. One thing man, gonna, he... We didn't see an MVP solidified game. For Mahomes or Hurts, which turns me to think Tyree Kill is my front runner for MVP. Um, I guess if any year you could give it to a wide receiver, I would say this year. I think that's fair. There are four quarterbacks that I think you could give it to. Um, I'm going to say the three that I think are definite are Hurts, Mahomes, hate, hate me or don't hate me, and Brock Purdy. I can't put Brock Purdy in there. I think you I can't put. I can't. I can't put in there. It's Lamar Jackson. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Lamar has had back-to-back decent weeks. Um, he didn't really do anything special the last two weeks. I would say Purdy. Purdy's been pretty good as of late, but that three-game Purdy, stretch was uh, Purdy's the, the last. Purdy's uh, had 158 passer rating. Hit a perfect passer rating last game. Uh, mm-hmm. Last night, our quarterback to do that was Joe Montana. I, I don't like the man. I, I I'm a known Purdy hater, but <laughs> I got I gotta start giving this man appropriate love. Uh, he he's leading this team. No matter the weapons, I don't think Jimmy G's doing what he's doing. No, no, none at all. And, and that's something I'll I'll agree with you on is Brock Purdy is absolutely the best quarterback that Shanahan has had so far. Okay, but back back to Eagles Chiefs nah, real quick. RG three is trust <laughs> fairs, but um. <laughs> With Eagles Chiefs, one thing I want to say, it, a lot of people seem to – the Eagles got so lucky because Travis fumbled and Mahomes threw a pick and there were all these drops. And one, that's a lot of ifs. Two, they punched the ball out. Bradley Roby punched the ball out of Kelsey's hand. That's not really luck. That's more good play on the defense. And Kevin Byard picking off Mahomes in the red zone is, again, skill. Mahomes is so good that when he throws a pick, it's luck. Okay, like you know, um, th- they made a lot of good plays, and yeah, you get a little bit of luck at the end with some drops. But at the same time, every game they've lost this year has been due to poor receiving core. So it, 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 that's a very valid reason that the Chiefs lost a game. Is nothing. I don't really think it has anything to do with luck. To be quite honest, the Chiefs couldn't win a game. That Jalen Hurts threw 150 passing yards in? Skill issue, you know? Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, Mahomes played really good in the first half. Eagles made adjustments. Shout out uh, Desai. He made very good adjustments in the second half to slow down the Chiefs' offense. As for Brian Johnson, 
some questionable play calling in the second half, but the offense did pick it up. Hertz actually called the audible on the go route to Devontae Smith that set up the one-yard uh, brotherly shove. Um, just gutty win. Gutty win. You love to see that. Since they lost to the Jets against, I believe, was it Miami? It was Miami Commanders, then Dallas, correct? Yep. I believe so. And then Chiefs. 4-0. They got Bills, Niners, Cowboys again, Seahawks coming up. If you're the Eagles, you're all in this gauntlet. You're already 4-0. So now you're going into the back half of it. What are you about to say, Is is the Commanders part of the gauntlet? I don't know. Did you watch Sam Howell play against them? Yeah, it's a fucking gauntlet, man. The dude... Has pent up aggression against the Eagles. It's part of the gauntlet. Just the Eagles, so, though. Just just the Eagles. Just the Eagles. If he played the Eagles seventeen times a year, yo, MVP that kid. But if he uh, if he played the Giants seventeen times a year, he's back to the XFL. I'll say this: Who's more part of the gauntlet, Commanders or Seahawks? Seahawks for sure. I doubt it. The I think the Eagles. Be, will, I think that once the Eagles get around that, my God, they're gonna do no, numbers I, on Seattle. I agree. I agree. But the Eagles had. I hold me to this. I need to look up the stats. I don't think the Eagles have beat Seattle the last five times they played. They haven't beat Russell Wilson the last time five times they played. Which yes, Seahawks, but it's a Russell Wilson problem. I promise. He's his escapability in his prime was completely unfair. Uh, so there's that. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, Eagles about to run Ready? the table. Trust we locking up the division by Christmas. Uh, the last. The last time the Eagles beat the Seahawks, take a guess. 2008. 2008. Yeah. And then before then, it was 2002. Uh, that's rough, man. That's rough. I can't lie. The, well, I mean, yeah, we do play them every couple of years, but. The Eagles' uh, all-time record against the Seahawks is 3-8. and eight. Yeah, it's brutal. We're going to get back, though. So. Two of the wins came in 2001 and 2002. George Bush was president. Mm. Yo, come on. <laughs> Yo. Pre nine eleven, <laughs> oh no, post I guess, but uh, a week um, after nine eleven, yes. Ooh, so all right, we can head into week twelve. Week twelve. Um, we have yeah, three games on Thursday. We have yeah. one game on Friday. So what game? What game are we most thankful for this Thursday? We have Packers, Lions, Commanders, Cowboys, and Niners, Seahawks. Packers Lions is on every year. Uh, Commanders Cowboys is going to be the largest CD Lamb uh, takeover fest if he plays. Yeah, I'll talk about that Cowboys game later in Summit Savings. But uh, yeah, so are yeah. we all thankful that for the game we are thankful for this Thanksgiving is Niners? Eight o'clock slate. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Yep. Indeed. <clears throat> Let's talk about the game. I mean, the nine. I mean, the Seahawks are. I mean, look, there's there's six and four. They're they're probably gonna get dogged walking this game, to be quite honest. But um They win. They win yeah. a close game. Yeah, I got the Seahawks the winning. That's great. I got the Seahawks oh, winning. Y'all both got the Seahawks winning? Yep. Yep. Funny enough, I don't even know why. I just do. I was about to ask y'all how, but I mean if 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 you're going off the power of friendship, I guess I can I'm ask Danny. And, and I'm going off uh, <laughs> I'm going off vibes and I'm going. <laughs> just I want uh, Brock Purdy to lose. That's all. I'm hating on Brock Purdy today. I don't know why. I told you. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's so that. what? So what, Danny, what? Why do you think the Seahawks will win? If it's vibes, I'm I'm cool with that. But it's not vibes. Um, the Seahawks have lost the last 
two years, the last, the last, the last three games against the 49ers uh, because of their tackles being young, their tackles not being able to hold up against Bosa and now it's going to be Chase Young. Yeah. My understanding is that their tackles and their offensive line have played better this year. Their defense is up there with all the defenses in the league. Lockett, I, my understanding is Lockett's being getting healthier. Their run game's getting healthier with Charbonnet and K9. And I just have this weird premonition that the Seahawks take this very early lead, just like they did in the playoffs. I don't know if you remember that playoff game. The Seahawks were rolling early mm-hmm. against the Niners. And the Niners, it was just Niners football, baby. But I think it's very similar. I, I think the Niners have proved they can't play from behind. Um, last year, they couldn't play from behind against the Eagles in the playoffs. They just kind of played very pathetic. You could say Purdy got hurt, whatever. They, they weren't coming back with Purdy. They weren't coming back with Jesus Christ himself. They just couldn't yep. do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, fairs, fairs. So here's what I'll say. Here is uh, – the Niners are winning this football game. But I'll share – I'll indulge on the vision of a possible Seahawks win. Pete Carroll is one of the best defensive coaches in the game today. He blossomed the Legion of Boom, uh, and he's blossoming a new Legion of Boom. Uh, with you know the youngins over there and Jamal Adams, here is the vision. Every time Brock's lost this year, granted his team got injured, but granted it was defensive masterminds, Jim Schwartz, and it was uh, Brian Flores. They were throwing things at him, you know, that confused him, giving him different looks. Uh, in even in the Vikings case, the Vikings don't got a great per- defensive personnel; they just have Brian Flores. Seahawks, luckily enough, they have a good defensive personnel, and they also have Pete Carroll. So if they can flush their purdy and the offense can somehow get some big plays going on, then maybe I can see it. I just absolutely see the Niners dogging them, though. For like you said, the the tackles have played better. The edge rushing could not be any better at this moment for the 49ers. I mean, you got Chase Young with his dog, Nick Bosa. Um, I will say, though, with uh, Halfonga out for the year, uh, we'll see maybe if Tyler Lockett getting healthy can take the top off of the defense. DK can eat underneath. JSN can get a little bit more involved. He's about starting to pick up a little bit of steam. But, uh, yeah, I got I got San Fran. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a rough injury for Halfonga. Uh, prayers up to him. Uh, I know how Yeah, for sure, man. Young star, man. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> All uh, right. And then, but, hold uh, up. For the first time ever, there's a Black Friday game. Dolphins Jets. We could keep this black one magic quick. game. You think you think Tim Boyle pulling out the black magic to yep. get in the Hell win? no. Nope. I think Skylar Thompson could <laughs> beat the Jets before Tim Boyle wins the game. My all right, let, real quick. Well, this is the more interesting question. Miami is favored by 10 points. They covering? Yeah. They're covering by 17. Okay. All right. We're we'll, we'll one. Two Hill touchdowns, 14 0. That's what's good. This one's start the game. First touchdown, bet it today, right now. All right, we can First move on. To... Wait, yo, they, these apps should add touchdown order, like Tyree Kill first and third touchdown. That would be fine. I think you can add. I, I thought you could add second touchdown score uh, on some some DFSs. You, I can. think a lot. I think live bet you can. You could probably but... parlay first and second touchdown score and be get 
my yeah, god! If you just get one of yeah. those right, like you know, just get one, get it right one time, you probably be set for life. <laughs> That's probably crazy. Probably. There, there aren't too many exciting games. There are there. Here's one I want to talk about. So, the Jags get to play the Texans again. Jags are seven and three. Texans are six and four. If the Texans win, they take the lead of the division, obviously, with the head to head. If the Jags win, you know, they create a two game separation. What do y'all think the Jags have to do differently this time around? To not get absolutely embarrassed how they did the first time. Play how they played last week. Exactly like that. <laughs> do that and they won't get embarrassed. That's that's my thing. I, and I think also too, they, they kind of took the Texans lightly the first time. I don't think they, they were serious. Like I don't think they were thinking that the Texans were serious. So they, I think that's why they'd be the biggest change. Yeah. Yeah. CJ, I would say you have to get you have to get really more involved. I think they need to realize what CJ Stroud is. Um Take some things out of that Bengals game. Um, they put they put pressure on him. He threw picks. Um, some last, first time last week, last week he threw three picks. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I think you're kind of crazy saying there's not many good games. Um, the Eagles play the Bills. The Bills could back to our playoff spot if they make make a run. I think ten wins. I said there's be. not. I I didn't say that was the only good game. I said there's there was a few good games. A lot of these are kind of stink bowls, mediocre fest. Eagles Bills might be a stink bowl. Um, it could turn out to be a stink bowl, but pre game looking at the game, this is the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles we're talking about. You think this is going to be a blowout? They're wearing Kelly Green. I'll give you that one. That last time they wore Kelly Green, they actually got their biggest win of the season, which was a 14 point win against the Dolphins in a rather know, we questionable were, we play calling there. game. We I was there. there, we were there, and then we went to the casino, got the, nice. got the parking spot paid for, got the food paid for, but uh, easy dub. Uh, um, Come on now. But, but yeah, yeah, that, that game should be a great game. Uh, two top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, yes, I'm saying Josh Allen is still a top five quarterback. Top eight at the worst um, in the NFL. He turns the ball over. But what he does when he elevates the offense at that level, it's just elite. Uh, Trevon Diggs, you're wrong. Uh, your brother is important to him. But that's just like saying uh, any A.J. Brown's important to Jalen Hurts. I wonder why. Um He's a good receiver. Yeah, well, th- I was thinking about, you know, Diggs and Brown today, how, like, every time they're seen being mad on the sideline, it's like, oh, they're they're a diva and all this. I'm like, sure, have that opinion. But here's the reality. Hurts and A.J. Brown are best friends. I'm pretty sure Stephon Diggs and uh, Josh Allen are probably pretty good friends at this point. So just like what friends will do, if some if they're disagreeing on something, they're going to argue. It's not like – it's not a I don't like you thing or I despise you thing. It's you're my friend and I expect more out of you. And half the time, I don't even think Diggs is mad about Allen. I think he's probably mad about different things. And another point I wanted to point out with that, Diggs and Brown were Pro Bowl level wide receivers before they got traded to where they are now. I think Hertz and Allen need a lot more credit for helping those guys get to where they were. Like, A.J. Brown was not a 1,400-yard receiver when he before he got to Philly. And Stephon Diggs wasn't an all-pro wide receiver before he got to Buffalo. I think when a lot of people are like, oh, this young quarterback needs their Stephon Diggs, they need their A.J. Brown. What if that young wide receiver needs his Josh Allen, his Jalen Hurts? I think it. I truly think it goes both ways. And I think a lot of the times those two quarterbacks don't get enough credit. It's like, y'all know that Drewski skit where it's like – uh. I, I changed this broke boy's life. And it's like, that's how people feel about Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. When in, in reality, it could be the other way around. Like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, match made in heaven. Hurts, Brown, match made in heaven. They benefit off of each other. 
Caleb oh, Williams, George Pickens, yeah. match made in heaven. Boy, you said, boy, you better, Caleb you better DJ Moore. What you mean? You mean Bo Nix? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was, I was, I was, Bo Nix, top ten draft pick. I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to Bo Nix in a, in the second or third round as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Honestly, I would say uh, if you get to the second round, you need a quarterback, Jane Daniels, or Michael uh, Penix. Michael Penix, freak. Not Penix. You're crazy. <laughs> Freaks. Um, he, he, but he's better. He, he's the best quarterback yeah. coming out of the class. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. Watch, Let's be watch real. The game film. Spencer Rattler's QB three. Spencer Rattler probably staying in college. Sixty-year senior. Spencer Rattler going to the CFL. No, he really he would be a super senior. All right, so be. we can get into um, uh, we can get into hots and locks if y'all. Yeah, want. we can get into hots and locks. Um, one, two, two quick games I'd like to mention: Patriots Giants playing for the number one world pick this week. Um, Caleb Williams Bowl. Caleb Williams Bowl. Um, it's like the the Jets versus uh, Jags a couple years ago. Yeah. And uh, Steelers Bengals. Uh, I hate to be a homer, but uh, the Bengals are playing for their playoff lives uh, with uh, Jake Browning. Bum. Long story short, it's over. <laughs> it's and over for Cincinnati, man. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's it's pretty much over. Uh, but yeah, I think Mike T pulls without Joe Burrow. My, Jake Browning might might get sacked four times with TJ Watt coming after him. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, but yeah, we can get into hots and locks. Um, anybody, anybody want to go first? I mean, I could I could go first if y'all want. Uh. I'm going to keep all the games on Sunday. I'm just going to say that now. Okay, so mm, my uh, my hot take for the week is uh, Chargers over Ravens. I would never uh, stop fighting the good fight. I like that. I would never I like stop that. fighting the good, the good fight for Justin Herbert. So, Chris, it's not personal, dog. I promise. I, like I will root I like for it. Lamar to have a great game. And I'm probably still going to win, but – Herbert needs to win, man. He needs to win. I, I can't game, that game scares the scares the absolute out of me for real. No, the, the Chargers is just the type of team to beat the Ravens. Literally, the, literally. The literally. Ravens is the type of team to let Quentin Johnson have a breakout game. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now what's gonna happen. Austin Eckler is gonna have 150 yards rushing and receiving combined. Just Herbert's gonna Justin Herbert's gonna throw for 275 plus. Quinn Johnson's gonna have the best game of his life, and Keenan Allen's gonna do nothing. But you're gonna be like, dang, the Ravens should have won. They're gonna lose 27 to 14. Watch I said it. <laughs> Watch I said oh it. my god. I remember that was that was that was Lamar's, I think his first playoff game was against it was, uh, and he lost Chargers. Unfortunately, but he had a good second half. So yep. and what and what is your uh, hot? What is your lot? No, that, that was that was my hot. Not my lot. Don't do that. Uh sure. my lock, I'm I'm gonna go Steelers over Bengals because I have zero faith in Jake Browning. So there's that. All right, Jake Bryan, prove him wrong. Do not do that, please. Um, what do you, you want to lose? He need Drake May bad. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I don't want. You can go next Drake though. May. I think Drake May is mid. Uh, no way. He's bald. I think he. I think he's QB. I think two, he's mid it, too. I, I think he's QB two, but I think he's like, he's like Mitch, man. I don't. Me of Mitch. I don't see that at all. I think he's so much better than Mitch. Coming out at least, at least he has several several years of playing under his belt. Mitch played no. ten games and he deemed him better than Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. It was crazy. I I, I do say he's, he's he's like, I just don't see 
the I feel like to be drafted as a number one or two overall pick, you have to be star shocking for me. Like I would take Marvin number two. It depends who you are. I would take Marvin number two over May, but it depends on your team. But if you need a quarterback, Drake May is absolutely an answer, dude. He's baller. Anyway, Danny, if you want to get into your hots and locks, if you'd like. Yeah, my hots and locks. My hot of the week is the Broncos uh, keeping a win streak alive and beating the Browns. Uh, it's going to be a defensive, defensive slugfest. Um, but Russell Wilson has things rolling in Denver. And don't look now. The Denver Broncos are currently 5-5. Five and five. Yes, they are on that little three-game win streak. And you know what they got on the schedule coming up after that? No. Oh. They got the Texans beatable. Chargers beatable. Lions, it should be a good game. Patriots, Chargers again, and the Raiders. It's possible. A lot of division games. They have to go like five and two the rest of the season. Um, Let's see what Mr. Unlimited's got. I mean, if they go five and two and drop games to the Lions and the Chargers, that's a 10-win team right there. Yeah, It's a good team. What's the lock? the, The lock of the week. Give me none other than the Dolphins over the Jets. Uh, it's too easy. Ferris. Uh, I could have went. I, I could have went Chiefs over Raiders. Like the Chiefs gonna yeah, you... put up fifty-five points and uh, dog walk them. Oh, I should have. Oh yeah, I said I was keeping it on Sunday. Yeah, I was. Uh... I could have. I could have. Yeah. It's it's the best bounce back game possible for the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, and then Chris, hots and locks, and then we can get into summit savings. All right, buckle up. It's reason to call hot takes. <clears throat> yeah. And the place I live has been so much happiness going on for the Cowboys, and it's it's time for them to cowboy. It's time for them to do what they do, get everybody's hopes up, and then drop a game and make everybody nervous. The hot of the week is the Commanders beating the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. It's hot for a reason, man. Sam Howell, breakout game. Times, I mean, version number two against QB2 Prescott. It's about to be one of the ones. Yeah. And if Lee Lamb doesn't play, maybe. But that's, that's my hot. Is he questionable at all? Yeah, he's questionable. I think Bob was He, he is. is I don't think he's questionable. I think he logged a... a Limited practice. Um, nah, um, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Oh, but I mean, but here's the thing I think he's limited in practice because he like tweaked his ankle and they don't want to get him hurt because they put him. It says, uh, he gets back to he, he was full today. I'll tell you this, man. If he has a manual forms in front of him, bro, he's gonna do exactly what AJ Brown did to him. I mean, outside of this past game against Carolina, I mean, ain't too many guys been hotter than CD Lamb. This season, Yo, man, he's been crazy. really, really good. He's one of the ones. Hot take. Carolina's secondary and Carolina's defense is not the problem. They, they no, are no, 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 no. Their second, their secondary's all right. I agree. Their secondary, they're, they're not all right. right. They're elite. They're elite. They're yeah, the say, I was, I was advised to bench Brandon Cooks in fantasy because uh, Panthers' defense is like that. I'm afraid. <laughs> and anyway, Chris has a lock to to get through. Oh, yeah. You guys are talking about it, too. Lock the Panthers over the Titans. The Titans are one of the worst football teams I've seen in a long time. I know they have more wins than a couple teams, but they are not good. I I don't see any place where it's like, ooh, that's good. They got rid of Kevin Byer. They still got uh, Simmons. I like Simmons a lot still. Um, 
Uh, I like Tajay Spears too, so I'll say that. I like those two. But the Titans are are unserious. Derrick Henry's fell off the place face of the planet. I don't know who this guy is anymore. He doesn't even look the same. They they deserve nothing good. Bryce Young, I hope he gets a win. Um TJ Stroud's been really good. But like you said, for Herbert uh, over my Ravens, I think Bryce Young needs a win too. So I think uh <clears throat> I'll I'll choose that one. Panthers over uh those losers in Tennessee. Sounds good. All right. We can move on to Summit Savings. I can go first. I, I actually have I, I put mine in a little bit earlier. So this one plays for $10, wins you $150 as of right now. As of this recording, this is what the odds are. And this is for some Thanksgiving football. Uh, this is a at least this is a Cowboys versus Commanders parlay. So, you know, friends, family, football, and uh, I don't know uh, an F word for money. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. So Commanders versus Cowboys parlay for Thanksgiving. $10 wins you 160. I have the Cowboys minus 11 and a half on the spread. I have Dak Prescott over 279 and a half passing yards. I have Brandon Cooks over 37 and a half passing yards or receiving yards. So I have Brandon Cooks over 37 and a half receiving yards. CeeDee Lamb over 90 and a half receiving yards. Jake Ferguson over 36 and a half receiving yards. I see this Cowboys team. It's a match made in heaven. They're home. Ain't gonna be no rain, sleet, snow, none of that. Um, and the this Washington secondary is just flat out questionable. Their pass rush has been flat out questionable over the past couple games. They just let Tommy DeVito tear them up. Dak Prescott's one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league right now. CeeDee Lamb's one of the hottest receivers in the league right now. I can't even like if I I might actually change this. I might up the yards. I might go to alternate receiving and passing yards and up it. Like I think the Cowboys. Just punch all the overs in this game for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Yeah. The Cowboys are gonna yeah. Cowboys are gonna roll, man. Good football team over there. Chris, you're up. I'm uh, I, I'm I'm hyping them up so when the Eagles beat them, trust. All right, bet. Um <laughs> so I'm keeping it all to Thanksgiving games. Uh because yeah, yeah. I, I, I just because there's so many of them, I think I'm just do like a lay on that. So I got Jordan Love under passing yards. I think the Lions defense is going to keep him in check. Um, Christian McCaffrey over rushing receiving yards. Tua over passing yards. Tyreek Hill, touchdown. And then last but not least, I'm on Ross St. Brown yards over for the Lions. I like that. Pretty chill. You said over on the yards for Amon Ross St. Brown? Yep. Okay. Every time I look up, he has 80 yards out of nowhere. Like, every time I look up. <laughs> yeah, every time I – yo, him and Brandon Ayuk, bro, I look up, they're just open. They're always open, like, by 15 yards. They're always open, dude. Always. Who's guarding these two guys? Like, they have, they've securely started to make arguments for top 10 receivers in this league, man. They're they're awesome. Mm-hmm. And, Danny, you are last but not least, my friend. Certainly not least with a nine-leg parlay. Oh, my God. Hold up. Sticking to the Thanksgiving Day football games, $10 pays you out a merely $6,000 on the FanDuel. <laughs> not, it's actually not that crazy to hear from. You got in the first 12 o'clock game, you got Jaden Reed and Jameer Gibbs scoring touchdowns and the Lions winning. In the second game, you got the Cowboys winning and Dak throwing for 275 with CeeDee Lamb accounting for 125 of that 275. 
And in that third game, the Seahawks winning with CMC and Tyler Lockett scoring touchdowns. So you got touchdowns and winners. Touchdowns and winners. And this ticket will make you a winner of $6,000. Okay. Uh, pretty crazy. I'm not a fan of touchdown scores, like, because, you know, anything can happen, especially with the Eagles, because I've never seen a team get tackled so many times at the one. But yeah. I mean, yeah, we uh, all play Thanksgiving parlays. Make some money this Thanksgiving with the bet, the, bet, the bet was just placed. The bet, the bet was just placed. Um, we're good. Yeah, make some money this Thanksgiving with these parlays that we are giving out to you. Um, but with that being said, um, that's just about everything that we got for y'all. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, uh, comment down below your favorite Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving game. Comment down below your favorite thing to do with your family. I don't know. Do something. Comment. Uh, if you are a big fan of Justin Herbert, please subscribe. Um, if you're listening to this on an audio platform and you're a big fan of Justin Herbert, leave a five-star rating, like, download, head on over to the YouTube, like, subscribe. Again, uh, anything else to say before you get on out of here? Nope. All <laughs> right. Well, from AP New Freezer, Culture by Migos, DC Comics. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.